Welcome to EM Healing, which is hosted by myself, Mahatma Star Seed. And when you dive into our episodes, you are going to be inspired to grow, to shift, to reflect on your inner wealth. If you are looking to find a new way of living, you have found it. So enjoy this wonderful episode that we're tuning into right now. Hello, hello, peace and light. This is Mahatma Starseed. I am so thankful to be hosting this wonderful platform. EM Healing has been a pleasure for sure. It has brought me so many wonderful conversations. I mean, you you can't even, you can't make this up, you know, uh, being able to just share this season with my, you know, with the, the, the videos you've heard me share, not videos, my apologies, just audios that of me sharing, you know, my moments and having uh, other co-hosts come on has, have been really helping to redefine this conversation of what we call healing. And in the last episode that I had a co-host, we were talking about more intrinsically how we're bonding with these healing because we want to always take our action to another level and so being able to really see what it is to to what are we healing what is it is our physical body is our mental body is our spiritual body you know and most importantly, we come to this, the, we're coming to this place to where, you know, whatever needs to heal, we need to give it attention. We, we're, we're, we're not really picking a specific place, but we're picking all of the places to make sure that we're giving it breath, we're giving it time, we're giving it capacity. And what that allows us to do is to get more involved in our everyday life. And so today's episode, we're going to dive into another steeper way to where we can get involved in our everyday life. And so I brought on to the show with me, Natasha Sharma. I'm super excited. We had a wonderful conversation on the back end before we jumped into this recording. And I want to give her a moment, like as you give uh, Natasha a moment to share a little bit about herself and and uh, what got her here uh, on, on EM Healing. So I'm going to let Natasha take it away. Please share. Hi, thank you for having me, Starsi, today. And thank you all for listening. My name is Natasha Sharma. I am by profession, a clinical hypnotherapist. I'm an author, speaker, and mentor. I work with money and manifestation. And um, as a clinical hypnotherapist, I also work with the different layers of healing that address the mind, body, and spirit uh, connection to physical diseases and illnesses and injuries as well. My mission on earth is at this point in time to talk about death openly and often. And so therefore, I'm really looking forward to this conversation today and see where it leads us. Because like Mahatma said, healing is every day, every moment, every thought, every feeling, every emotion. And so this conversation can really go anywhere. And I'm looking forward to our energies connecting with each other and seeing where the conversation goes. So thank you for having me. You are most welcome. Thank you, Natasha. You know, being able to just step into a conversation and with the world of technology, we have so many ways that we can connect. Sometimes I do this with video. Sometimes, most of the time, I, I, I'm i doing it just audio. And the reason why I like to do audio for these kind of conversations is because I guess per se, a lot of people are still getting used to having these face-to-face conversations. So if we can really just set a, a stage of, of just listening, you know, 
and and not just listening for it to be a play for for an outcome that you can expect to know what's going to happen at the end but at least have a, a something play out to where it's like wow you know I was I was looking to see how to end that thought and I just never saw an avenue for it and you know we're giving mm -hmm. we're here to share and and give enlightenment and illuminate the paths that a lot of people are just you know they're stuck at uh one thing that I really came into frame for me was the best way to help people understand is like what thoughts are you camping by so if you consider like are you going to go and camp by grief all the time or are you going to go camp by love or are you going to camp in the neutral zone like where is it that you're looking to really land in life and so I really like that your 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 biggest desire that I that I hear coming forward um and I want to start kind of from there the topic of, of speaking about death I really really love that topic and uh I didn't say it too much because I know that we probably would have went into the back end just talking more about it so I was like I'm gonna save my comment <laughs> mm. um and and just like share it. yeah and just share it with you here because you know um I want that conversation to be more open, less um, unorthodox per se. And, mm -hmm. and, and the more that we can start doing stuff like this, the, the, the more we can see, you know what, this is a way to, to transition our energy. And we don't have to see everything that's as an ending so dark. I agree. And if we have the conversation more, it'll be less triggering to the body and it'll be more, there'll be more space to just really open up and see what are the beautiful parts that death can really bring for us. Mm -hmm. um, so what I would like to ask you, where do you feel like it became a point where you like, you know, what death needs to be on the table more? What, what got you there? So to be fair, the catalyst was the pandemic. Uh, when, when we went through that whole situation where multiple people were randomly dying, right? There was no, <clears throat> there was no sort of, you know, oh, this one's X amount of years old and, you know, therefore they can die or whatever. It was just so random, like so many people dying, so much loss. So that... I had to one day look at myself in the mirror and I'm talking about in the midst of lockdown, right? Where we really didn't know what was really happening. And I was like, if random people are dying, maybe I might die like today. And mm -hmm. then that freaked me out. Like, even though I'd considered death on an intellectual level and stuff like that, I actually looked, my, looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, what if I died like now, like in a couple of hours mm. um, or even in the next minute, what would happen? And then I realized how freaking scared I was. And I looked at myself in the mirror, in my own eyes, and I started crying and I started sobbing my heart out. And then I just stayed there with my reflection and I forced myself to go through all the emotions because it was a reality. And you know what? Yes, the, the pandemic magnified it, but it's a reality anyway. And the pandemic gave that to me like in a sort of like a microscopic level. And so I, you know, really made myself like go through all the stages of grief, considering my own death. And then I came out of there and then I found a, a sense of profound peace. And then I wrote all my, you know, sort of wishes, like random stuff, like, you know, my such so-and-so niece gets my brooch and earrings and, you know, mm -hmm. this is what I want to be done with my stuff and, you know, stuff like that. And I made my official will only after, obviously, after the lockdown lifted, but I've done that as well. I also have like a little notebook where all my passwords are written down, which my husband knows where it is. Cause today in the digital age, that's really important, mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, little stuff like that. And then, and then once I faced my own mortality, I looked around at the amount of people who 
were dying, like older people, like not elderly people necessarily, but older than me, mm. like, fr- par- like friends, parents and stuff like that. And then, and even my own dad, actually. And to see that these people who live their lives like fin- financially well, um, career strong, the um, all of them, I kid you not, all of them, bar none, left a huge chunk of stuff unprepared, undealt with, like so much angst, so much uncertainty. That's when I decided to make it my mission. Like that should not be the case. Yeah, that's, you you know, you're you're hitting a lot of nuggets, especially about uh, the passwords that that's really a big thing like if someone doesn't know your like per se like even your banking password like, they won't even be able to like you know get to certain things that you know they need mm-hmm. access to mm-hmm. and so we got to ask ourselves you know when will we be more available and how can we help ourselves to show up And, you know, the pandemic is, you know, you're right. Like it was like a lot of sporadic stuff. And I, and I would tell people there's no rhyme or reason for the outcome of death, except for the inevitability (laughs) and being able to be prepared for the inevitability. A lot of us say we're prepared but are we really prepared because it's, it is involved in so many of our choices, you know, and, um, you know, just like intermingling this conversation. Cause I know you were saying that you kind of touch on it with money and manifestation. It is in our choices. It's in our everyday choices, because if mm-hmm. you don't think that you're going to die tomorrow, you, you're not going to make an immediate action choice today because you think you got time. Right. You might make the choices, but you will not. Definitely nobody will be able to make a choice with intention. And mm-hmm. that is the that is the differentiator, really. Yes, it's it, it really is. And and I like to emphasize on the identification of the death of the moment, mm-hmm. you know, like. I the like death that. of the moment is happening all of the time. And mm-hmm. the truth is you can redefine yourself at any given moment. You can stop being whomever it is you think you don't need to be anymore right now. However, depending upon how intentional you are with this choice that you want this part of you to die will lead to the uh, the success of that outcome if you really don't want all the parts of you to die trust me that those shades of you are going to stay there because you feel like they're a part of you Um, versus you know uh like it's like having like shedding your skin but then like not taking it off because you think that that's supposed to be there and like and then all of a sudden you end up with this tough skin because there's parts of you that died, but you're still holding on to it. Like it belongs there. Absolutely. I love that analogy. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah. It just like kind of came to me, like, you know, can like you imagine like a snake shedding their skin, but never like forcing themselves to take off that skin. I don't know if you've ever witnessed a snake shed their skin. Not but live, but I've seen um, snake skin lying on the path. Um, but I haven't actually seen it in process. Have you? Yes. Yes. Oh, I've, wow. I've lived with snakes. And so, you know, they, they, they don't come out of that skin just, just all at once. Mm-hmm. When they finally wiggle out of it, they come out of it all at once, but they're taking some time wiggling it off. Like it literally comes like their eyes it comes out like the shedding comes out from their eyes from the the mouth like you see it happening you see them working to release it you know you see them knowing that they're growing and that they can't one second sorry say that again like so uh, it sheds what from tail it goes to head and then comes out like oh It, it all comes off and they wiggle it off little by little 
and usually um it doesn't all come off at once but once they get it all off you know then 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 it's there but it's not a one and done kind of a thing that that people think mm, interesting so, i didn't know that and imagine they don't have no arms and feet they have no help <laughs> right right um and the snake is my spirit animal so i'm oh, very wow. fascinated by what you're sharing yeah i have i have the snake and the turtle interestingly oh, both wow. of them come up as my spirit animals and they're both about metamorphosis they're both about you know longevity and wisdom and mm -hmm. you know change and you know sort of working between the conscious and the subconscious mind and you know i just i <laughs> I mean, if we talk about snakes, that's a completely different conversation. You know, it just blows my mind how they've been vilified and how they've right. still managed to survive all right. these billions of years. It's just absolutely crazy. Yeah. They're blind. They don't have hands and feet, like you said. And yet they just survive all the torture and vilification that they've gone through. It just, oh my goodness, don't get me started. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because somebody was just commenting. I didn't get to go all the way and look at it. And uh, one of my self-care videos, I was explaining the uh, learning how to move through life, you know, without being so attached to mm -hmm. the moment. And I was describing the the water. And I was saying how if you look at the ocean and you see the ripples in the water. Do you think the ripple that's all the way out in the water still is caring about the ripple that's hitting the waves at the at the ocean? I mean, at the beachfront where the sand is? You know, are, do you think that it's way, like, oh, I'm going to keep my ripple all the way back here because I don't think the ripple that's over there is done with the beach yet. Like, no, nobody is waiting. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's powerful. <laughs> that's a powerful analogy wow mm -hmm. that's beautiful thank you oh I love you. that that's yummy thank you for sharing oh my goodness wow you're welcome you know like oh. I, I had to really you know when when we go on our paths and 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 that's why I love having these kind of conversations with people that are doing the the journey you know we really mm. you really have to look at yourself mm. You know, and you really got to look at yourself looking at other people looking at yourself. Mm. Mm. <laughs> True. And, and one of the things that I learned was like, you know, I think that the biggest problem with us is relinquishing the beginning and the end. And that is involved with the dying of the moment. Mm hmm. You know, allowing it, you know, allowing that honeymoon phase to to phase out and allowing the realistic phase to come in next, you know, allowing the reality set to come in next. You know, we can allow whatever we want into our life. And the fact that we don't allow death to be experienced in our life is, you know, it 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 kind of, you know, doesn't set the mood quite enough for us. Because I think that we lose a really big nugget, nugget, which is appreciation. And because that's where death can really get uh, a lot more highlighted because that's where we get to really show cause and appreciation. And what what is coming up is that a lot of people haven't appreciated their life enough or the people around them enough. And, the, and so if they don't have to identify with death, they don't have to identify with that appreciation as deeply as they should. Uh-huh spot on that's um that's exactly what i wrote about in my uh in my chapter that made me a published author which was about grief and abundance and that's exactly what i say that once you reach the realization that you the way that you just said is when you have when you get the ultimate freedom and that freedom unlocks all the abundance in your life mm -hmm. um provided you have gratitude right 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 and it's, when we can live in gratitude, you know, you you get to appreciate a death a lot more because you're like, oh, let me just kill this moment right now so I can go into the next one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, yes. And, you know, we get to play with it. And I know that a lot of people are still not um, very much there yet. You know, comedians attempt to, you know, make death jokes all the time. And, you know, mm. sometimes they're hit to miss. <laughs> right. 
Right. But, you know, honestly, that's that that's just because there's just so much like, you know, sort of fear and uncertainty and in a lot of people's minds and in a lot of cultures, it's taboo or bad luck to talk about death, you know, and mm-hmm. that's just sort of perpetuating the same story, which is that, you know, human beings like mankind has always been about chasing this immortality, which is not possible. Right. Right. They try to do it through, you know, making the huge pyramids or the huge statues or, you know, even leaving a legacy. But, you know, even a legacy like a normal person's legacy will probably go five generations. If you do something outstanding, maybe 10 or seven generations and that's it. It's finite. It's all finite. There's a death to every moment, like you said, and there's a death to every story also. Yeah, you know, and and for those of you that that still want to plug into the, you know, you can be immortal, I just need you to know that the body you had when you were five years old is dead, okay? It's gone. Mm-hmm. You can't go back and fit into your five-year-old body. And when you start to really stop and look at your life like that and realize, I can't go back there unless I unless I relive that experience. And then that opens up a whole nother chapter of conversation. So, you know, keep it simple, keep it fresh, you know, uh, allow ourselves to, to shift. And it's, it's in there a little bit, you know, with humanity, we, we speak about it very, very little. I feel like that's the reason why they have a lot of those ceremonies, you know, for the rites of passage, you know, mm-hmm. for a woman becoming a girl, becoming a woman, you know, the boy turning into the young man, you know, that's really you know, uh, uh, an acknowledgement, an accolade to like, you know, you made it through your childhood. Your childhood is is, is dying. It's bleeding. <laughs> mm, right. And now you're becoming this adult, but we, we never really look and look at it like that to really experience death. And so we kind of like mow it over and just like, you know, look at it as this like big promenade of like, oh, I'm big 16. But but no, you're also not a child anymore. And that means, you know, that is the death of a of a of a, a lifespan that you don't get to relive again, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's wonderful that you and I are having this conversation, you know, because this this subject can be very dark can be very heavy or perceived to be dark and 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 heavy and you know uncertain however I'm loving the tone of how you and I are talking about it and that's why this is my mission right to have these kind of conversations that what I really would like anyone who's listening in whenever they feel called to listen to us having this conversation is that what's underlying what me and Mahatma Sarasid are talking about is the abundance and the joy and the gratitude behind the understanding that everything is finite. Life is finite. Your lifespan is finite. Your thoughts can be finite. If they're negative thoughts, you can finish them. You can send them to their death and start a new chapter. And that's what we're talking about. We're actually talking about hope. We're actually not talking about, you know, some deep, dark, dire end, right? (laughs) So that's the irony. And that's why I love it. I love these conversations because there's so much freedom to be found in just so much. Like my life has changed and pivoted. I'm just so happy and so few things hold me back anymore like Mm -hmm. I don't need to convince people like my friends and family I mean um to believe what I believe but from my point of view it's so much easier to deal with them because if they don't want to hear where I'm coming from it's so much more easier for me to let go because I know I have so much energy so much time to in my name And then I choose how to spend it. (laughs) So it's actually given me amazing freedom. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It does. It does. And, you know, it helps us to rebirth new ways of connecting with people. Mm -hmm. Because truly, we cannot truly move forward 
whip out the death of a moment. You know, when someone says, you know, let's give some space to that. Let that moment die out. You know, let let new emotions and feelings come in that can reevaluate the tone. And and it and it can look very, you know, very tough. Um, I've had a couple of other conversations here on the platform uh about, you know, an individual whose who whose brother passed away that was very close to him. And because of that, you know, it helped him to lean more into identifying with how much the spirit is still around, supporting and being there. And then turn around, I have another lady um, that had came on, and her name was Sharna. Uh, it's interesting, your, your names are close, but you're, <laughs> you're Sharma. Um, but so Sharna, she, she supports women through pregnancy loss, you know. Oh, that's and, a big one. Right. And you know, that that is such a difficult one because it's almost an invisible loss. Yeah. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't get to really grieve that with you. And it's like, how do you help that person? Yeah. You know, and it all goes into being able to allow ourselves to redirect this energy. You know, don't yeah. fill it up in all of the same bucket. Um uh, of despair or loneliness and regret and ask yourself you know honestly what are you really regretting you know what are you really lonely about what are you really grieving about because I feel like that death is there to help you bring that forward so that you can enjoy it you can embrace it and you can expound on it absolutely absolutely and, you know, each person's journey is unique. Everyone's learnings and lessons are unique. Everybody's karmic path and patterns are unique to the, to their own journey and etc. And, you know, I've done a lot of reflection on this, um, on death of children or, you know, really young deaths and, you know, in Ruto deaths and, you know, miscarriages and, and that whole lot. And according to what I have, um, you know, sort of surmised is there's one of two things like you, like you just said, either the people that, that are very close to the death um, have some huge lesson that they have to learn about love, acceptance, surrender, the bigger picture, their purpose in life. It's either that, or it can also be very simply that, souls choose which family to be born into and i'm sure you know that right mm -hmm. and you know the the soul comes in and out and then it decides um 88 days before it's actually you know sort of born that um born as in like breathes air through its lungs for the first time that that kind of birth um till that moment before 88 days before that they are actually kind of figuring, oh, is this really the family I want to be born into? And they sort okay. of come in and out. And when I when I heard that concept, when I when I reflected on it, I realized, yeah, that okay, that makes sense. Because at the end of the day, even when we're talking about death um, in the mortal coil, and the the, the journey isn't over, right? The energy yeah. transmutes whatever might be your religious beliefs or not you, you can even be atheist but even if you're atheist and you follow like let's say science it always says matter cannot be created or destroyed so even if your body goes into the earth it comes back up as you know a tree or oxygen or you know just fertilizer for the earth whatever it's still it's still going on into a different form right. so you know the, the journey goes on it continues we don't know what's really going to happen and that's just on faith isn't it yes faith it's always on it's you know it's and and that's why I tell a lot of people you know it's this is the time for us to be really authentic on what we're having faith with we we cannot just say oh you know this isn't a football team you know you can't say you represent the Jets and you haven't watched them in 20 years kind of a thing like <laughs> yes over here in the real world, the universe is going to test you. It's going to say, oh, you've been doing this? Okay, we're going to put you right here where we, you're going to show us your expertise 
and we're going to see how much we can get out of you because you're here to be pressed into being uh -huh. your highest self so it's a it's a I, you know it's a really beautiful dance once we start identifying with it more once we start focusing in on what we are looking to bond with you know some people want to just bond with the growth and it's like but you have to bond with the healing part because you can't grow into new layers of yourself without some part of you needing to be refreshed uh 100 percent. So, yeah you know and so i since we are so light on this conversation, I feel like it would be a cool way for us to just play a little bit here. And um, just, would you like to play with some, some depths of the moments? Because I know you like to manifest and you mm -hmm. like to talk about wealth codes. So what would be like some fun things? What are some depths of the moments that you know are coming forward for a lot of people that are going to be starting their uh their spiritual path or their reconditioning path what are some death moments that they're going to experience that can possibly help them manifest better if that makes sense it does it does the <laughs> and thank you for that it's a nice it's a nice uh opener um so one of the main tools in the manifestation process is to release because only when you release can you make space for what is it that you wish to receive so you start the process let's say someone's really new to this and I'm coming 101 right so in an introduction 101 stage identify through introspection or any other kind of tool in your toolbox, journaling, tapping, whatever it is, you know, therapy, whatever. Um, and you identify what is no longer serving you. And yes, it's a, in, it, it, it's a very important part of your life and your identity as you so-called um, perceive it in this moment of time. However, let's say you're trying to manifest in like a really good relationship but you're holding on to the shadows of a really bad relationship that happened in the past. You can't move in the new relationship into your life unless you completely let go of the old relationship. So then it is about laying that old relationship to rest, cutting the cord, burying it, giving its due respect, going through the grieving process, all seven stages from the, you know, shock, of the betrayal let's say you betrayed him or her or he or she betrayed you then um, the denial that how could this happen to me the anger mm -hmm. how dare you do this to me the bargaining if I lose 20 kilos he'll come back to me <laughs> or she'll come back to me and then <laughs> depression of oh no why me and then testing when you start going on whatever app and swiping left or right and then finally accepting that it's over. But then till we, if we really love that person and we haven't gone through the stages and reached acceptance with grace and intention, then it'll stay as a shadow. And that shadow will block out or eclipse new love from entering our lives. So then when we reach that, um, um, that sort of awareness is when we should put it to rest bury it burn it whatever and then that space that we create in our lives will let us welcome in the new love so that's one example and this example really you can you can attribute to anything else it can be a new job it can be you know new clothes in your wardrobe it can even be money you know like money is energy it needs to flow it needs to come in and out of bank accounts it needs to exchange hands it can't be all like stuffed in like a piggy bank or you know in a tin at the back of your kitchen shelf it needs to it's it needs to move and flow and that's pretty much all of life um and so each of these are mini deaths and as we embrace mini death we can embrace many new lives I love that. Mini deaths. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Allow some 
micro deaths in your life so the macro won't be so catastrophic you know mm. invite invite the tidal wave instead of the tsunami wave <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that I like that that's nice right and um you know I love I love what you were saying you know and um oftentimes um we're gonna bring this all the way through because uh these moments you know are so pivotal for a lot of the people that we are working with in these days and you know sometimes they they come back with their pen and paper they're like I did this this and this so what do I do next (laughs) and it's like and it's like being able to understand the next part for us is to be in the neutral with it that's how you know if you've actually done the work if 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 you experience it again and you can be neutral with it and if you're not neutral with it, it's okay. It just means that you want to identify with, with why I'm not neutral. Maybe you're ecstatic. You know what I mean? Maybe you love this scenario now and you're like, I don't want to be neutral. I want to be ecstatic. Accepting where you want to be just because I'm saying you should be neutral doesn't mean that you have to be neutral. You should just definitely be in another place of emotion when that experience hits you again. Mm-hmm. Yes, because the neutral stage that you're talking about is, it's ideal, but it is a very, at least in my experience and everyone who I've worked with and whatever whatever I've seen in life, that is a very difficult place to sort of attain. And especially when you're new on the healing journey or you're like, you know, nascent in the whole process um, of the cycles of like grief and change and um, healing and self-awareness um, new you know neutrality is kind of like you know the state of bliss I mean that's what you achieve when you've you know gotten enlightenment and you're you know in the state of nirvana where there's no <laughs> there's there's no pain right. there's no gain it's just it's just beingness right and that is what we all strive towards um however in the in the smaller picture what I have realized is that this is the hope. This is the hope that the beacon of hope that I am shining the light that um, we may not reach the neutrality, but like Mahatma said, uh, Starseed is saying that we're striving towards that and there's no judgment. However, we reach there and whenever we reach there. However, what does happen in my experience is that the more we work on ourselves, the deeper we go, mm-hmm. the cycles come back around again. So I write about that in my next uh, book collaboration that's coming on the 7th of January called Mindset Mastery. And my chapter is called Here We Go Again. And I'm talking about exactly this, that when I've healed through one layer of trauma or whatever is no longer serving me and I come back up the other side, I have that ecstatic feeling. And then, but because we're in the 3D reality, whatever goes up has to come down. And when, when it comes down, then as, as especially as healers and as people who are working so hard on ourselves, we're like, what am I down again? What, how, why, 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 why do I, how many more times? When is this ever <laughs> going to get over? Right. However, what I have seen is that as we do this consistently and authentically, the, what does happen is that it gets easier. The, we have to go through the same process again, but it happens faster. And I can, Personally, I know that I cycle through it easier and faster, and then it goes back up again. So it's still the up and down, but we don't have to stay down and out as much as we did when we were living unaware. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, and it's, and, and that's, you know, that is the epitome of being able to be open for the expansion, you know, allowing mm-hmm. yourself to be in those volumes, because, you know, like you said, yeah, it takes a lot of work to like really be in that neutral state and like really be like open enough for, for that bliss. And, and so like, we find ourselves, you know, thinking that, you know, I got to just be there. And it's like, like, you have to be really, you know, you got to be patient with yourself. You got to be graceful with yourself. Just because mm-hmm. we give you the answer don't mean that you need to run to the front and say, I'm done, you know, 
we're helping you to understand where that end game is. And if there, if that is the end game, it's a closer version of, of being able to envision something because when we don't give ourselves a landing spot, we're never going to let ourselves lay down something concrete and, 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 and start feeling like we're accomplishing something. So many people can go 10, 15 years redefining themselves and never actually give themselves the accolades for all of the parts of themselves that they, that, that died off, that they let go of, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then, so now you've, you've created this new suppression of you're not good enough and but you're so much more than good enough and so like we we want to be able to really bring a neutral thought you know look for ways to add the neutrality in there so that we can be patient with that level up be patient with us be patient with yourself first before you can actually be patient with other people you know like really practice on yourself uh, I have learned has gone so much more further because you're only going to be as nice to people as you are for yourself. Absolutely. And, you know, like you, like you said, kindness and like, be kind to yourself, treat yourself with grace and know that the journey is going to continue as long as we live. There'll just be different lessons, different layers, different perspectives, but we're never going to be done. I mean, that's not, I, I, that's not the purpose of life. Right. Um, if we had to just be in the state of bliss all the time, then, you know, that's what, that's where the souls are, right? Once they're close to source or <laughs> universe or God, whatever you name you want to put to it. Uh, but in the human incarnation, we just learn, we just need to learn to accept and surrender what to whatever is like, whatever is like less resistance, less drama, less um hatred and you know it's you know it doesn't even have to be that you know love thy neighbor necessarily it just has to be don't judge your neighbor let your neighbor do whatever the whatever it is your neighbor wants to do just don't judge him or her you know mind your own business look inside heal yourself you know and live your life and be joyful and rejoice and have gratitude and say hallelujah and you know wake up every morning with a smile on your face i mean life is so wonderful and you know it's so short and there's you know we were created for joy and honestly you know um this whole game that's been constructed in the 3d reality isn't even about you and me It's about people out there who play economics and politics for their own agenda to, you know, just have people work for them so they can become richer and whatever. It's not about joy. It's not about existence. It's not about love. It's just all that. And that's what creates the matrix. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is even though this is the irony. And this is what I love about this conversation is that even though we're talking about death, what we're actually talking about is hope. What we're actually talking about is joy. Life. And what we're actually talking about is life. <laughs> exactly. You took the word out of my mouth. I love you. <laughs> awesome. 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 Yeah. Yes. We're like, breathe it in, breathe it in, you know, like mm-hmm. without death, there is no life, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the concepts of, you know, running from death um, is definitely fleeting. I feel like. And um, I feel like, you know, to share my moment of what I feel like is a death moment right now is, you know, the linear concept of how we obtain currency, you know, which a lot of people are just streaming into that money field and currency plays in many fields, not just the fiat way of, of obtaining, you know, abundance in our life. And so we really need to allow certain parts of our beliefs to die off in order for us to make space for this higher minded, wider field of abundance that can just enrich so much of our, of our, of our day. And, you know, it was interesting that I was listening to um, some new hip hop and the, the guy, I don't hear everything, but (laughs) they're rapping, but I hear like, uh, tidbits especially when it's really new for me and mm-hmm. he said something like uh 
I was born a rich being. No, no, I was mm. born a wealthy being. I was born a wealthy being and died a rich man. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's deep. That's right. Deep, that was, yeah, because when I was when I was uh, moved to uh, share um, when you started uh, talking about this last concept was that wealth and money is not the same mm-hmm. at all, at all. Dollars and cents are on one side and wealth is on the other side. And that's the irony as well. Yes. That's yes. the irony of the yes. matrix. Oh my gosh. You know, playing with your words, understanding that if you're not defining your vocabulary for yourself, you will be on the wrong side of the paradigm. But we, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, we want to tap into what is authentically, intrinsically aligned with our frequency and we can connect more when we speak about currency we can connect more when we speak about wealth we can connect more when we see the abundance you know we connect more when we can see the upside because the world's going to show us all of the the lower moments you know because we're if you want to see it like this we're high dimensional beings so if we're high dimensional beings and this plane shows us all the lower things of course everything here is going to show us something lower than we're actually like resonating at so our point of interest here you know is to be able to you know balance that out reap the benefit of the experience of the abundant moment that is being shown to us in whichever way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Right. And that's why we're here. Uh, I, you know, I feel like we've unfolded so much. The conversation just flew by. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Right. And there's so much more. I could go on for another couple of hours. (laughs) I know. I know. I look forward to having um, more of these conversations. Uh, I definitely have something new coming forward for the the next seasons to come. We're gonna wrap up this uh, this bonding season. It's gonna be uh, a really strong. I, the lineup I have coming for everyone. You're you're gonna absolutely love it. This episode today has been definitely such a relieving conversation to be able to have such a light heart in a space that so many people um, just don't know how to shed light on. So I really appreciate you, Natasha, for being here, holding that space, allowing us to be um, intermingle this conversation of death. And I, I want to give this time to, to just shoot a couple of empowered tips out there uh, for the audience, you know, looking to lean more into their authentic journey. What do you feel like would help the listeners with what we've just spoke about today? What would be a a power tip for them to to walk away with today? So three words, which I said earlier in the conversation as well, but if each person were to really consider the words, accept life is finite. And let that really sink in reflect on it, journal on it, and really see that your life is finite. You just don't know when that date is. So that's irrespective. And how does that make you feel about your life today? How does that help you reprioritize how much you work, how long you work? What do you work for? And if you work for just your joy of working and amassing the wealth that you are in terms of dollars and cents, and that gives you love and joy and satisfaction, then fantastic. But if it doesn't, then I promise you that this reflection will set you free to make different choices. Whether you, when you realize that the things that you have accumulated, the physical things, the the vases and the wallets and the cars and the homes and, you know, the diamonds and the brooches and whatever have you, that you can't really take them with you. And if you had to 
accept that life is finite, then who would you leave these things to? When you actually sit down to, to figure out who you're going to leave what to, you'll be surprised. You'll really be surprised what decisions you start making and then how you start living your life and would, whether you would actually buy the next set of diamonds or the next brooch or the next car. Um, I promise you there's a there's a lot of wisdom that you can just do um, all by yourself through this exercise. So accept that life is finite. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I love and honor you, Mahatma Starsi. Thank you for having me. Thank you everyone for listening. And I look forward to coming back for more. You are so welcome. Thank you very much. Um, before, before we close up, please let everybody know how they can find you, uh, your social media platform. So the best way is Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is bodyspeak.in. That's B-O-D-Y-S-P-E-A-K dot I-N. And that's the best way, actually, because whatever I have coming, I don't have any programs running right now or anything, but I will post on Instagram. And so just watch that space. And I'd appreciate the follow. Thank you. Oh, and I am on Clubhouse. I am active on Clubhouse. And I know how you... Um, personally, uh, Starseed like uh, the audio only and Clubhouse gives that and I'm there on Clubhouse twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays and I talk about money and manifestation with my co-host Carla Doctor. So if anyone's on Clubhouse, come find me there. I'm Natasha Sharma. Oh, perfect. I'm I'm bringing you up right now. I'm on Clubhouse. I love Clubhouse. You have to know I love oh. Clubhouse. <laughs> oh, oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Follow me, I'll follow you back. Okay, I'm going to look to see. Okay, I see you. Beautiful picture. It's giving. Thank you. I, I really do love Clubhouse. It has really helped us open up our conversation in a way like never before. Um, mm -hmm. completely redefining. I actually have a clubhouse on there called Break Open to Awareness. For those of you that are listening, go give me a follow. I do hold spaces. I, I look to be holding some spaces in the near future um, to, to, to be more. I like to do, I like to play, you know, life is so serious, but you know, mm. you can, you can transform with just some questions, you know, and just open up around the, and, and be an open discussion around the room there's so many ways to really twist this um this angle of of uh, completion of, of revitalization you know reconditioning and so my tip you know that I can just share to throw out there is just think about what you don't have that happened last week something left you last week and you probably just said, oh, it's gone. Maybe you should just, you know, say thank you for the, the time that you, you had with it. Maybe you only had it for a minute. Maybe you only had it for a week or a year. But just give yourself a moment to acknowledge it and see what opens up for you just by taking a moment to invite death in and from a lighter space. So that's what all I've got for you today. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And once again, as I always let y'all know, you can find more conscious content on my YouTube channel as well, Elite Motivation 411. I am so, so big on having conscious platforms for our people to just have. So please do not be shy. Come check us out. Give us a follow. Give us a share. And if you're really interested send me an email and I'll see how we can get you to be our next guest. So until next time, thank you everyone. Peace, love, and light. This is Mahatma. Thank you, Natasha. Much love and light. Thank you. Love and light.